Evening, everybody. Common Sense American is here again. Another show, another week. And this week, I wanted to dive right into this uh, latest liberal insanity and taking in the, taking the form of a, a study which says that dodgeball is a tool of oppression. I've been doing a little bit of reading on this. Uh, in fact, I have one of the articles up in front of me. And it's, it's shocking to me that this sort of study gets as much attention as it does. And I think that it gets this much attention because you've got two hugely polarized groups. As I've always been saying, we've, we've becoming more and more polarized, the entire world, not just this country. But you've got one group that just heavily supports it and one group that says it's just a, a pile of crap. There's very little in between. And I think that's the reason why when you come out with a study that says something like this and it has that sort of outlandish quote, dodgeball is a tool of oppression, you know, you can really get people to pay attention even when, even if the study is not, you know, all that particularly groundbreaking or earth shattering. Um, but in this case, uh, one of the um, uh, research scientists uh, said that in, in terms of dodgeball, the message is that it's okay to hurt or dehumanize the other. Uh, this is with an interview with the Washington Post. Uh, Joy Butler is, is the professor's name. Uh, the competition is about annihilating one's opponents. And the true definition of competition is between two evenly matched teams. Well, kids stack their teams and they really enjoy beating the other team. What's the enjoyment of that? I, 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 I don't think they have any idea what competition actually is. Now, first of all, this is, first of all, let me, let me say this. Let's all admit that the researchers and scientists behind this study and all such studies were exactly the kids who were getting pelted in dodgeball and hated dodgeball and probably weren't very good in sports. Okay, we'll just stick a little pin in that and put it over here. I know that, you know, everyone's screaming about how that doesn't matter. Yeah, if it has that much of an impact and it's such a big problem and it leaves these terrible scars, don't tell me that the uncoordinated kids who hated dodgeball, didn't grow up with a little something against the people who were good at it and desperately tried to come up with a way to condemn it almost legally. At this point, you're, you're going to get to the, you know, you're going to reach a level where they're going to tell schools you can't do dodgeball anymore. Uh, and that's exactly what they want. That's exactly what they want. Why? Because they weren't any good at it? No, I'm, I'm not going to, that's a little too beneath me. I'm not going to say that. However, it is worth noting that that is almost absolutely the case. And it absolutely has an impact on how they view the game and how they view its impact on others, okay? That it's just a given. If, they're, if they have any ounce of psychological integrity at all, they will admit this. Not saying it, it, you know, it dictated the study's results. I'm saying that that's probably a big reason why it was initiated in the first place. You know, yeah, okay, you're trying to protect kids, whatever, baloney, there's, there's some of that, yes. There's also a lot of, well, I was, you know, abused and picked on as a kid, so I'm going to get my revenge now. I'm just going to throw that out there because it really, really is worth mentioning and the absolute truth. But continuing on, I am not a supporter of bullying or abusing or any such thing. It really does leave long-lasting scars on people. And... Uh, like, for example, my father said he was always picked on as a kid in the 50s um, when he was growing up. 
And there's no doubt that it existed. And there's no doubt that teachers look the other way for far too long. In fact, gym teachers are notorious for not just tolerating it, but promoting it and taking part in it and being one giant child themselves, which a lot of them are. I'm not saying that didn't happen. What I'm saying is, and as I've been saying for the past few months, in just about every topic that matters to this country right now is that the pendulum has swung much too far in the other direction, and now we're getting to the point where no one can do anything. And when no one can do anything, when we've reached that level of incompetence and incapacity and inability, we have to sort of look at ourselves and say, what is the cause here? Now, the last thing we need right now is another study to tell people not to compete, to tell people not to, you know, get out there and, and win a game. What do you mean, what's the, what's the fun in this? What, it, it's not about... They say it's about annihilation. They say it's about dominating another opponent. Do you really think that's entering into the mind of a seven-year-old? I thought these people were supposed to be psychologists. I have a psychology degree myself. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not a professor. I don't have a doctorate. I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I know more than these scientists or researchers. What I'm saying is, and again, they will have to admit this, that the mind of a seven and eight-year-old is not the mind of a 30-year-old. It's not teaching them anything. That's for damn sure. I played dodgeball. We all played dodgeball, and yeah, there were kids who got beamed in the head, and, you know, a few people cried. I don't even remember if it, was a, if it was a giant deal. I wasn't one of them. I had friends who didn't like dodgeball, but it's not like they grew up to be broken people. They really didn't. They got over it. They all got over it, okay? And it's not about an island. None of them thought that the people who were throwing balls at them were trying to, you know, physically dominate them or pick them out as being you know, okay, so you're the dominant person in this group, and I have to bow to you, and that means I have to bow to you in all other aspects of life, too. This is, we're talking about seven- and eight-year-olds. They just didn't want to get hit. They, they, didn't, they didn't want to get hurt. They didn't, they didn't, you know, everyone liked to throw the ball at other people, every single one of them, every single one of them, because it was fun to do. This is a red rubber ball, by the way. This really never, the, the injuries, so-called injuries, weren't really happening. You, it's really hard to get hurt with a red rubber dodgeball. It really is. Especially when you got kids who are throwing it who cannot put a whole lot of weight and power behind it. And, you know, you're not going, the, the worst injury I ever saw is someone who tripped over the ball and smacked their head on the concrete. I remember that. Um, it's just an accident. It had nothing to do with throwing the ball, that's for sure. But really, these studies... All they're really doing is giving people another excuse to sit and do nothing. Competition is, they're basically saying it's no good. And they're trying to scale it on back. They're trying to pull everything back from the point of physical contest. Because they really do believe that any sort of physical contest, especially among kids, is about domination. About annihilation, quote-unquote. About making people, making other kids feel badly, and making themselves feel superior. Again, we're talking about seven and eight-year-olds. This really isn't what they're doing. They have no interest in that. They just want to hit the other person and win the damn game. And the person who's being thrown at didn't want to get hit. It's really very simple. And the people who are doing didn't, you know, people, in fact, many of the people who want to throw the ball, girls love to throw that ball. The school I went to, they really relished it. They got a chance to peg the guys, the boys, whatever you want to call them. And they really liked it. And boys did not go out of their way to like slam, you know, 
girls with the ball. That that didn't happen at all. I mean, maybe I'm it was a unique situation, but I didn't see that. In fact, most boys avoided the girls. They didn't want to throw the ball at the girls. Um, they, they just didn't, you know, for whatever reason. Now, if it's supposed to be about annihilation, what is it? Is, does gender have an impact? Where is that, by the way, in this study? I, I'm not sure I saw that. Um, boys and girls play generally play this together. And yes, girls tend not to like it as much as boys because it, it does have a semblance of um, anything where you strike somebody else. Generally, girls don't like it as much. But I'm telling you, they, they, the girls that were in my school, they had a blast playing dodgeball. I'd say most of them, 90% of them, and 90% of the boys. And those who didn't like dodgeball didn't particularly like sports in general anyway. They didn't, they didn't really like They were not you know, athletically inclined. They weren't very good at it. They weren't very coordinated. It happens. I don't know what to tell you. We can't keep telling people to stop doing things and to stop these competitions. They're not walking around with a baseball bat and hitting each other upside the head. They're throwing a soft red rubber ball at each other. And if you really think that's having some sort of long-term psychological impact that's going to, you know, scar them and have grave repercussions into their 20s and 30s and 40s, you, you can't make people believe that. I don't give a crap what you've got. No, no one should believe that. Because it isn't true. The, the friend that I knew that hated dodgeball that really was sort of targeted quite a bit because he wasn't particularly coordinated and got hit quite a bit, yeah, he's fine. He doesn't, he doesn't like dodgeball and he doesn't particularly like it now. He doesn't really think about it. I asked him about it. He said the study was crap. He says, yeah, well, we were, we were nine. Uh, you know, I'm over it. It's... It's a, it's a long way in the past. The, I think what's at the core of this is the fragility of today's youth. And what is causing this fragility? Studies like this. People coming out and saying, don't let them get into any sort of confrontation. Forget competition of all kinds. This is what happens when we start removing scores from scoreboards in Little League. No, forget it. It's not, we're not going to compete anymore. We're not going to do that. We're just going to say, well, let them go out there and have fun and you know, that'll be the end of it. What does that teach them? What is any of this teaching them? And I mean properly. What is it properly teaching our children? It's not teaching them anything. It's teaching them that, it, that you don't really have to do anything and everything will be fine. You'll get a clap on the back. Wow, that was a great game. Good for you. No matter what you do. No matter how bad how badly you perform. And yes, that matters. Because practice makes perfect. Getting out there and, you know making a real attempt at getting better, whatever it is, makes you a better person. Doesn't make doesn't mean you're out there to dominate somebody else. Doesn't mean you're out there to annihilate people. It means you're out there to win and defeat somebody else on an even playing field. And with your own abilities, it readies you for life. We're talking about kids stacking teams in dodgeball. There was no one ever did that. You know why they didn't do that? Because the game lasts about nine seconds. And most of the time, when I was in school, and this was a, this was a while ago, this is thirty some plus years ago, they didn't they didn't even let you pick it. They just split you up. They counted you up by numbers and split you up. That's how pretty much they did everything. And if they did it at recess, the only people who were playing dodgeball in the first place were people who wanted to play. So it's not like they said, "Okay, we're going to put all the you know the uncoordinated kids over here and beat the hell out of them." Why? What for? No one ever did that. That didn't happen. That, that's that's all that's all some myth liberals like to tell you about how terrible children can be and how about how you know we have to continually protect themselves from themselves. What we really need to do is protect them from you. Let them out there. Let them be kids. Let them learn about life. 
I'm not interested in bullying. I'm not interested in abusing. I don't think any of that should take place. And if you see it, you stop it. I'm not saying any of that should be allowed. What I'm saying is there is a very large difference between throwing a red rubber ball at somebody who you just want to, you know, beat, win a game at, you know, and annihilation and personal domination and, you know, long lasting scars and a tool of oppression, a tool of oppression. That's their favorite word. That's really the liberal favorite word, isn't it? Oppression. When really all they do is turn around and tell you exactly how you need to think and what to say and what you can and can't be allowed to do and say, really? The, the, the absolute extreme fascists right now are telling us that, oh, well, it's, it's oppression that you guys are doing. Really? No, no, no. The only thing that's oppressive is studies like this that are essentially lying to people and that are causing these fragile worthless, spineless young adults that we have right now. They are everywhere, and they really are useless. They are so fragile. They will cry at the drop of a hat. They can't handle anything. They can't really do anything. They can't function. They're constantly nervous. They're constantly whining about depression and anxiety. They're constantly having problems in life that young adults 30, 40, 50 years ago did not have. Now, did some of them, you know, experience problems from school? For example, like my father. Yep. And somehow, amazingly enough, it all worked out. It prepared them for life in a whole lot of ways. It prepares us for life in ways that, yeah, it can hurt. Growing up is a little painful. If you want to shield everybody from every last pain that they are going to experience in life, as soon as they start experiencing that pain and hardship, as soon as they get to that level of independence where, yep, here comes the, you know, the bad stuff that we're going to have to deal with, as soon as you reach that level, as soon as you get that far, and you have no practice at it, you have no foundation, you have no spine, you're going to just, you know, fold up and fall over. And that's what's happening. We have these, it, they're appropriately named, snowflakes. They really are. They're, they're complete. They're so fragile. It used to be funny. Now it's scary. These 20-somethings can do nothing. And I mean nothing. And they're actually hostile about it. They'll defend their many ailments. They'll defend to, you know, to hell that, oh, well, I was, you know, it's a tough world. And tough, give me a break. You're 25. You're at the, you should be at the absolute peak of your life, mentally and physically, and you are whining incessantly. And the whiners come from this. They come from this environment of saying that everything is okay, there should be no such thing as competition, no scores, hell, no no grades in school, we won't hold them accountable for anything. This, that's what comes, that's, that's what happens, this. This is what we have. It's a direct result of the liberal policies that continue to infect our youth and in the end generate worthless so-called adults that have so many problems, mentally and physically, that one wonders how they even get up in the morning. And they're certainly, certainly not working very hard at improving themselves because, and why? Because they learn that they don't have to improve themselves. They don't have to get better in school. They don't have to get better at sports. They don't even need sports. They don't need anything in school really besides just you know spit back what the teacher said forget about your own ideas forget about learning on your own forget about improving yourself and experiencing things you know new things especially dodgeball as a tool of oppression no 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 it is a game 
that should be, you know, kind of keep an eye on it from gym teachers or monitors, whatever they've got these days. So, you know, people are not literally holding kids down and slamming a ball up their head, which basically never happens anyway. You have every once in a while, a kid will, you know, sometimes the girls, they'll, they'll cry if they got hit in the head. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. What I'm saying is, and I, I, I knew a few of those girls. Trust me, they got their revenge in later years. They, they, they do just fine. I think girls recover much better than boys in point of fact. Um, and, and like I said, you know, targeting girls was really very, it almost never happened. Girls targeted boys all the time and love to do it. Boys, not big on targeting the girls. And I think that says quite a lot, actually. And they, were never, they weren't told to not. They just didn't want to. Very, very rarely. You know, and if they did, they threw, they, you know, they were lighter about it. They threw the ball lighter. They didn't, you know, that's the way it was. That's really the way it was. This painting the picture of dodgeball is something that's this like archaic, bloodthirsty event where, you know, kids are, you know, bloodied and beaten in a corner and sobbing and having to go home. This is all a lie. That is, a, that is an inaccurate picture of what this is. It just is. And if you're trying to go the psychological route and saying, okay, well, it's not so much physical damage, it's mental damage, you don't have any proof of that. You have no proof that there's, that people are, you know, going to therapy more often because they were hit by dodgeballs. The people who are in therapy now, the snowflakes, they can't function. So they go to therapy all the time. Maybe if they had done a little dodgeball, they would learn how to cope with some things. See, coping mechanisms are sort of essential. Learning to grow up with adversity and pain and obstacles, you know, that's sort of part of it. The last thing this country needs, the last thing all of humanity needs, is another excuse to not compete. Stop with this. Come up with something else. You can, I guarantee, you can come up with plenty of studies that prove just how ineffectual these young adults are compared to young adults from, say, 50, 60 years ago, all of whom had jobs, they were married by the time they were 20, they were start, starting families, they were starting businesses. you got people living in their parents' homes at the age of 40, absolute snowflakes, and it's, it's shocking. The percentages is rising and rising and rising. College graduates are increasingly worthless and increasingly hostile. They're, they're mental basket cases. You think this is helping? You think this is an improvement over what it was? Even with all the bullying and abuse that the absolute there was in the old days, I'm not saying it wasn't there. It was, and yet everything turned out, didn't it? We started, we created the greatest generation of all time. They created men and women, real men and women, who went through amazing things. They were able to go to war. The people who can't do dodgeball can't do war. That's just a, you know, a thought. I don't really want to go to war, but this is the point. This is why we have to take a step back and realize just how insane some of this sounds. Stop giving people an excuse to do less, to compete less, to work less, and to give them an excuse to grow up to be even more fragile than they already are. We've got enough fragility. We've got so much we don't know what to do with it. Stop going in that direction. The pendulum, again, swung way too far. Knock it off. It isn't a tool of oppression. There's only one oppression out there right now. Only one. And it's this. And it's telling people that it's okay. The it's okay environment doesn't work. Never has worked. You got to work for it. You got to earn it. Okay. And this is not helping. None of this is helping. Telling everybody that everything is oppression because A, they're not good at it or B, they don't like it. Or C, you know, somebody threw a ball at them. You, you, really, you're going to have to grow up. We're all going to have to get over it. We're all going to have to move on. We have to start growing up. 
And the only way we're going to grow up is if they let us grow up. Remember that. Take your stupid study somewhere else and do something that actually has an impact on us. Something, a positive impact, as opposed to telling people do less. That's really what this boils down to, isn't it? Do less. Risk less. Fight less. And when I say fight, I don't mean in the physical nasty sense. I mean fight. Fight against life. Clear those obstacles. Come out on the other side. You survived it. You're better off for it. To not have them there? You think that makes it easier? Nope. The result is snowflakes. And we've got too many of them. And we can't keep it up because the country can't survive this way. So knock it off, scientists. Seriously. Research something that's actually going to help and stop with this tool of repression. You guys are right now are the only oppressors that I can think of. All right? Thank you.